0: Winter and Cedar have been thrust into the front amidst the chaos of a war much bigger than they could have ever realized. Old and new friends alike help them in their quest to preserve Earth and their way of life. An unlikely encounter threatens to unravel everything they thought they knew. Can humans finally prevail in a war that has lasted untold centuries, or will they become a footnote in the history of the universe? Find out in this epic inclusion of Distance Book 3, The Edge of Deceit. This is the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. Today we are here to finish up the Distance series. Yes. Uh, I forget the name of the, the, it's not Cedars. Crap. I'm a horrible thing. Edge of Descent. There you go. Deceit. Right? Deceit. Yeah, there's no end Deceit. there. I need glasses. The Edge of Deceit, which probably is a proper title for it because a lot of shit has happened in this book. It it opens mm-hmm. up with they are, uh, you know, Su- Susan Summers, the pilot, which I thought was Suzanne Summers for a little while, which was, you know, the Thighmaster and Chrissy from <laughs> Three's Company. I'm like, no, wait, that's not it. That was Suzanne. That was Suzanne Summers, not Susan Summers. So I thought that was funny. Like Mark was kind of making a joke, but I realized it's just me being an idiot and not realizing that I had the wrong character. Um, they're aboard the Ironsides, and they're prisoners, but they're not prisoners. You know, they're, they're in a captain's quarters, which is Mm -hmm. really nice, but they're not allowed to leave because we don't know what they are. The human, you know, the humans on the ship at the time don't know what they are. They're feral. They're, they're 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 uh you know they're the scourge from the earth they don't know if they got diseases or what they got and one of the the guards is nice to them after he gets his ass kicked by cedar and the other guard is still a jerk afraid he's going to catch some kind of disease from them uh you know if he if he talks to them and it's amazing that they can talk because they're so rabid and you know doesn't realize that they're probably more intelligent than he is Uh but as the book starts they're in a buckle the buckle stops they're they're mid-buckle and they ain't going nowhere so they don't know what's going on why are they mid-buckle what what happened why is this there's a void in space why is there a void why is there a giant black hole what is going on and then all of a sudden there's a knock at the door uh you know uh, was it was I think it was either Tallow or I'm going to try to remember everybody's <laughs> names. Sarah goes out and yeah. says, look out in the hallway as to what's going on. He's like, Oh shit, close the door. There's monsters in the hallway. <laughs> All right. And you know, there's a knock and it's Mike and D and at this point in the story, my brain kind of went, okay, let's see where this is going to go. Cause this is totally different. Um, Yeah. What was your guys thoughts? when you you read that? Ah.
1: I was excited, um, first of all, because that's probably the first time Sarah's ever been scared of Mm -hmm. anything when he saw D coming down the hall, which is understandable. Um, But I also think that it was just, Oh, I was excited because you know it's another Mike book. You know that Mike is definitely a part of uh, Cedar and Winter's lineage, and it's like you know you kind of you, you kind of want to know what's going on with Mike and his life and everything that's happening. Like what happened to them? You know what I mean? You're only getting a lot of bits and pieces of what's happening to them, and mm-hmm. it's like when he pops up, you're just like, oh my gosh! I like I'm so happy. I'm like, what now? What? I'm like, oh my god! Of course he comes and saves his great 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 granddaughter. Of course.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I literally went yay and was like so excited <laughs> that my- so this is and fresh
0: in your head probably. still too yeah. yeah absolutely So, which was great and it's it's kind of a, a time heist so to speak where they're there to break out cedar and winter because there's so much more going on and you know it's a whole Marty I got to bring you back to the future because your kids turn out to be assholes and you got to fix it it's <laughs> right. winter and cedar we got to bring you back. We, we're going to get you out of this timeline that you're on because you ain't going to make it. Some bad shit's going to okay. happen. Uh, so they get him over to the other ship. It's the Algonquin. Is it the Algonquin? Algonquin. Algonquin, Algonquin, yeah. Algonquin. Yep. Which I was driving through Algonquin, Maine today. And I went, Oh, that's where he <laughs> got." Duh. Uh, you know, they do a, a, some kind of a, whatever Mad Jack did with it. They never really said what it was, but it's a like a really fast zip line through space from one hall to the other. And they always throw up. So they all have bar bags laying around them uh, and they don't know what's going to happen, but the people on the iron sides, they, they, they don't know what happened. They got stopped mid buckle. They're a little pissed off. Their prisoners are now missing. And they're contacting the other ship, the Algonquin, which is run by Gina Gerium, kind of wondering, well, you got our prisoners. Return what is ours. And they're saying, we don't know what the hell you're talking about. We, we mm-hmm. ain't got nobody over here. And they got to bring Winter and Cedar over to that side to stop the path that they're on. And you find out when they say, well, why don't we just go back because they're going to blow up this ship. It's not worth it. Mike and Tracy because tracy's in this as well you find out that no if you go back on this in seven days you die a really horrible death not to spoil anything but you should have read the book all of you that are watching or listening before you listen to this anyway uh that they're gonna die so it's a it's a time heist it's a time save it's a rescue a time rescue to bring Mm -hmm. them into the fold and It was kind of almost as confusing as shrouded world to try to follow for a little bit, because you're wondering, well, how does this Mike and Tracy and D get them back into this? Because I forgot that at the end of the, the what the hell's the book, the Indian Hill series, D comes back to life because they go back to a different timeline. And I forgot, Oh Mm -hmm. shit, there's different timelines now. So they're all on different timelines and it's, Kind of a a mind blow for me. Uh, What what was your thoughts on that?
3: I think for me, I think the timeline jumping was just, it was just writing gold, first of all. It's
1: like, of course, that's exactly how you can get Mike back in here. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I thought that that was amazing. And I thought that, like, it was a. It was a little confusing because I think one of the one the one thing that I really wanted like confirmation on is even though uh, Mad Jack was able to get the information, be able to get them to be able to travel back in time and all that other good stuff. How did they know that they even had to do that? Mm-hmm. Like what, what happened in their timeline? Because right this hundred who the hell told them the future? Like I don't know of a character that can do that yet in any well, of the They book. were
0: saying that they had because they got stuck in the buckle last time. Remember at the end of um, I think it was book six in Indian Hill, they were mm-hmm. they were stuck in a buckle, but they weren't anywhere. They were nowhere in time. They were just yeah. they were stuck in time. So when they came out of it finally they were in a different timeline where there was alternate Mikes, alternate Tracys, alternate Beths, alternate Pauls, all, right. even an alternate D that hadn't gone into the future yet. They went back in time. It's it, it before D dies. So D is yeah. technically back to life, but there's still, and it's before Beth went badass, crazy. Total, total and, badass. And went in crazy. with the Strivers, <laughs> which that whole part kind of messed me up. I'm like, okay, wait, how, tal um, Winter and Cedar, part Beth and part Mike and Tracy. And I was thinking when she went to the mental institution, was there a conjugal visit and her and Mike had a one night stand. And then I'm thinking to myself, wait, <laughs> they're not.
2: Is it the alternate Mike?
0: It's the alternate Mike. Yes. And it's the alternate Tracy, but they're not direct descendants of them. It is Mike and Tracy had a family. The, the Mike and Tracy that were trapped in time. Had a family. Uh-huh. So the real Mike uh-huh. and Tracy had a family. And then Beth obviously had a family. They don't say with who, but I'm guessing it's with Paul because when he said, I'm gonna get her help and we're gonna make sure that she's okay, they had a family. And then somewhere uh-huh. along the lines, as the world went to hell and the pickets went up, and the the, the earth kind of got taken over by strivers, and everybody formed their different encampments. Paul and Beth's offspring hooked up with Mike and Tracy's offspring, which is where you got, uh, what the hell, Hope was their mother and Uh uh, Miguel or Mitchell or whatever, Talbot, I forget his name from book one, at the end of it, at the epilogue, it was their parents. So they went to the breeding place or before the breeding place and they had a kid. So it's kind of a, you know, lack of options, so to speak, in the world. these are the people that survived. We're all going to go and try to repopulate the world or just by chance or fate. these the lineage of these two people, these four people that are uh-huh. responsible for everything, end up cooking up a decade a century or two later is is my that that's what I took out of it after the third read.
1: That's what I got too, because I was—I okay. refuse to believe that Mike slept with Beth. I refuse to believe that. I thought I it at think. first. I'm like, no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't.
3: didn't.
1: What, what timeline time is this? Was they in college? What happened? Like, there must have been another third timeline. I can't do it. Nope, I don't believe it. But I think—I think, I think <laughs> also definitely with it, with with it had to be offsprings that met up eventually, and that's how they got like the different lineages or whatever. And Mike did say you're not directly related to Beth, so right. I think that that definitely helped clear some air with that one. But that still doesn't answer how the hell they knew they had to go. They had to go into the future to, to save Winter and Cedar, and actually have the any any space movie you listen to when they say you have to go forward in time or back in time, it's a crazy feat that gets them to like to know that exact time and date. And I'm sure Mad Jack had the brain power to be able to figure it out, like mm-hmm. when they had to get there and how to do it. But what, how did they know they had to?
2: My guess is Trip showed up. And
1: told him. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. That would clear it all yeah. up. That Not would clear clearly,
2: it all up. I told him, however, he told him.
0: There you yeah, go. I
3: can believe
1: that. I
2: can believe
0: movie. that. It's the trip effect. The trip yes. Effect. Trip is the Doc Brown of the distance in, in Talbot series where, you know, hey, you're going to come back with me. <laughs> um, you kids are going to die. So, uh, so they're aboard. They are going to try to keep. Remember all these things. I wrote them all down, but I'm, I'm horrible at reading my own notes because I, 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 they're all scattered throughout the place. And speech text just makes up words as I'm driving because it's loud in the truck. So they're on the, uh, the, 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 the. See, I did. Thank you. The <laughs> They're on the Agunquit as the Ironsides is getting ready to fire upon them. So they go off in a little shuttle tallow cedar winter and they meet up with porter who is a gina jerry i mean he's an actual descendant of d porter's brother kin or dad or uncle or whatever was the head person on was um on the what's the ship again so bad the yes i'm making this even more confusing it's confused this part gets this part of the book gets confusing for me and then trying to remember it it all and voice it is it's it's terrible they kind of get smuggled off on a a shuttle because the other ship is saying we're going to come board you it's a we have a human ship and we have a geno ship and we've now learned that the genos and the humans have kind of learned to coexist out in space over the centuries and we're you guys took something of ours. We're coming over to get it. No, you're not. There's nothing over here. Back and forth, back and forth. Basically, just stalling for time. So as Winter and Cedar and all them get off on a shuttle and try to escape a little bit, but they can't fly off too far because they'll know that uh, someone, you know, there's a, a escape pod that jettisoned. They are about to do kind of go underneath the 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 other ship to figure out how they're going to get away. And another ship comes out and blows that one out of the, out of the water. The Algonquit is gone, got blown up. Everybody on it. Mike and Tracy and D got away after they actually saved the Rhodesians. They were that they didn't count in the fact that the Rhodesians were on the ship either. So they did a big thing where they went and got the Rhodesians off the ship, but they met, they did the whole time thing going back a little bit. I'm skipping all over the place. I know that. Uh, To try and say, you know, we just met our great, 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 great. They don't say how many greats it is, but it's pretty freaking great. That they they were able to do that. Go back in time to meet their great granddaughter. They realize how much Cedar looks just like Tracy because of the flaming red hair. And it's kind of like a big family reunion. At, At that point, I was thinking, this is awesome that they brought Mike into... Mike and Tracy and Dee into the story. They didn't bring in Paul. They didn't bring in a lot of the other characters on a lot of the, the minor plays. They brought in the big people because I think it's kind of a, if Mike isn't in one of Mark's stories, I think people lose interest in it. And I I don't know if this is an editor thing or whatever, I might, you know, if I ever talk to him, I'll ask him about it. Was it a conscious decision to bring Mike and them back into the story, even just for a little bit, to kind of tie up that loose end or was that part of the plan the whole time or was it just the mad ramblings once he's typing away says oh this might be interesting to put in here let's see what would happen if this explains this as to why they right
2: right i think because of all the descendants it just really fit that he came back into the story because of you know looking at how they were descendants of them Mm -hmm. it if they if he hadn't brought them in yeah i think i would have Felt like I was missing something a little bit, um, but it still would have worked. It definitely would have worked. But I think it's better <laughs> because he brought them in, and I think I agree because he only brought key people: D, Tracy, and Mike. That was enough. We didn't need anybody else.
3: Mm-hmm. I
1: would have loved BT though. I would have yeah. loved the BT. You know, I would. BT. I would have loved. I would have loved my one sentence. What the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you, Mike? I'm gonna love to hear it. Like there's plenty of times that could have been just. Slid in there nicely, but no, it was absolutely perfect. But I think one of the things that I noticed um throughout the series, even from the very beginning, um Cedar and Winter, not only do they attract stronger people around them, just like Mike did Mike did his entire um his entire journey throughout this, but every time they have a a, a difficult situation that they're dealing with, somebody who is slightly more advanced ends up coming into their life and helping them out. You know, mm-hmm. ever, from from Brody to the Rhodesians to the Comanche Keys, everybody who has like a level up that can help assist them in whatever the next step in their journey is. And who else to know more about spaceships and space shuttles um, than the original people like Mike and Tracy and then to help them be able to get off of that ship. because I think it would have been very difficult to write how they would have survived getting off that ship that was already ready to buckle. Like it either, it would have been Mike or the Genos out of nowhere
3: good point and they've
2: started as kids you know so they had to learn from somebody and like you're right brody helped uh, them when they were young teenagers and they just keep growing and growing and learning so much so
1: fast.
3: so much let's talk about
1: how cedar learned how to speak and read gino jerry in like <laughs> a couple of days
0: in two days like, she had to do yeah, something she, you know
1: she was like how how else am i supposed to know that what the controls mean and i'm yep. like yeah, she, logic learned,
0: logic. she learned how to fly a shuttle by reading the manual and she learned how to speak, you know, in, in there's no English to Geno dictionary, I'm sure, in the, the library that she looked at. So she, uh, 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 she did it. She's kind of, a, she's a badass, you know? She, she really definitely is. a descendant of Dove Tracy's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. <laughs> so they end up getting um, away from the- the Ironside, thank you. Irons, I got to make like notes. That's like, okay, here's all the key players, here's our characters, and here's my notes because I'm just trying to scroll through my phone on everything. You got to
1: put your notes in order. That's what you got to do. You got to put your notes in order.
0: They are, but I skip all over the place. That's my problem. Oh, God. <laughs> <it. laughs> so while I drive, as I go along, I'll, I'll hit the voice, the speech text, speech to text, and I'll be like, you know, here's the thing. Greylaw challenged Winter to a fight to prove that she is lineage of Michael and Tracy in the arena once again, you know, so those are my little notes, which is the next part that we're going to talk about, but because I skipped, uh-huh. it's I'm just, I, I suck at this. So, <laughs> um, so they end up on another ship. Another ship ends up coming out of a buckle that was coming in anyway, uh-huh. uh, which, which is another Jito ship. And they try to explain to them that the Ironsides fired upon the Agunquit and blew it out of the water. The the high commander was on that ship, which was Greylon's um, descendant as well as uh, Porter
1: and Greylon's. Uh, Porter and Greylon,
0: like that. They're, they're relatives. They don't really they say they're brothers or anything like that? Or yeah,
1: they're, they're brothers. And they're brothers? Their dad was, okay. was the captain of that ship.
0: Yeah, that their high commander was the shop, the, the ship was blown and he doesn't believe them. What is this? You know, why would they break how many thousands of years of a truce? Uh, and not realizing that when they said that 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 the whole reason they were doing it was to get to winter in cedar uh-huh. Graylon doesn't believe that these are the descendants of michael Tal- Michael and Tracy Talbot, the anointed ones, the ones that freed them all. That's the reason why, for their whole way of life, that broke them free from the progerians and gave them their freedom, and now they're free to. You know, roam the, the universe and their spaceships and everything like that. They don't realize what is, what is happening. That Graylon challenges Cedar, uh, Winter, to a challenge, to a duel. And well, we're back in the arena.
2: Wasn't it actually Winter said that she could prove to him that she has those abilities that had been passed down? And so she was like, I didn't challenge you, but he turned it into a challenge.
1: He did, yeah. His his ego got in the way of that one, because I think what they what they touched on was that um, people from the other um, people that were um, when the reality split, the people that had split, they ended up developing powers. So, and they were like, "Well, Winter obviously does, because I don't think Cedar counts her intelligence anything besides normal." Mm-hmm. So, and we're over here like, "No, that's something different, sis. Like, that's not <laughs> autism or nothing. Like, you're special." So. She, um, so they just kind of, and she's like, yeah, Winter totally got that. He's like, show me. And she's like, it doesn't work like that, bro. Like, my life's not in danger right now. So then you just get into like a challenge and makes like an entire spectacle of it. Yeah. And first they
2: get the twins that are way too big for her to hold. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was excited that they're going back into the arena a a little Mm -hmm. bit, you know, that they use it, they still, that they still have it. Aboard the ship, one of the ships. Uh, so this has to be one of the original ships if they still have technically the arena because they said they don't use it anymore. It's in the, the, the days of old, but they use it for training. So this ship that they're on has to be one of the original Progerian vessels that is still in commission floating around the universe.
1: Yeah, and I think, I think one of the things that really, like the sentence that got me When they were having that entire conversation setting up the battle, was when they said that um, everybody from the parallel universe um, ended up developing special abilities. And I'm like, well, what about Hayden? What about um, Brody? And even Brody said that he's heard about the time dilation thing. So -hmm. it's not something that's like special between like 10 people. You know what I mean? It's something that is tend to be, it must be somewhat common if people talk about it like you're special if you have this gift so i'm like how many descendants really are roaming around here that mm-hmm. are actually related to the the original people that i mean granted they, they it happened with a whole crew of people right so it's not just mike and tracy so it's an entire crew which could be hundreds of people but it's interesting to think about that like just how that just flows out in everybody that was there you know
0: yeah. It's, I mean, like you said, there was hundreds of people or whatever, because the ships hold so many, mm-hmm. can hold so many. All those people got stuck in the, the 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 time dilation or whatever you want to call it. They all came to Earth. See, there's a big gap in between book seven of Indian Hill and book one of distance, which is, you know, yeah. I think where a lot of us are kind of chomping at the bit for Mark to feel Philadelphia. <laughs> Up there and let's, couple, let's see what happened, you know. Explain a little bit more. Uh, but mad, you find out that too that Mad Jack with his striver blood in his DNA, a lot of that got enhanced, and he did some stuff where they did the the what's well, not, it's not the buckle, it's called the whatever that thing was is that they, that they shot into the ground that would destroy oh. and vaporize. <clears throat>
2: The strivers, the, the strivers, I, I forget what they called it, but it was big, big, like size of a bus thing. And then he was going to make it smaller, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's constantly evolving. So over the years, that striver DNA in blood that are in people has started to progress and start to change people a oh, little yeah. bit.
3: So mm-hmm. while
0: mm-hmm. Graylon and Winter are fighting. Winter uses, doesn't even realize that she does it. But during the fight, Greylon goes to throw a spear at her. The spear stops in midair and goes back about 20 feet. And then she's able to see it, kind of like a, a spider sense. She can see what's going to happen. But Graylon even knows what's happening during that whole time. And he doesn't understand what's happening. But the people in the stands don't know what happened, except mm-hmm. for... um. Uh, frost frost, in and it's a feral not feral like bearing bearing yeah feral. they know what happened they saw it so it's kind of like whatever it's one of those things that not you know not everybody's cool and not everybody gets a trophy and they can be a part of it and see what what's happening but it's something really friggin' cool that's going on with her where she actually kills him you know uh-huh. shoots her thing you know comes right down, gets him in the head because he won't yield. All right, dude, you asked for it. Boom, you're dead. She
2: gave him second chance.
0: Yeah. She did. And he knows that that happened. That's kind of the freaky part about it. He knows that afterwards, what the hell just happened? I died. This hurt a lot. And now I'm alive. Yeah, you who you say you are. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think even now still, like while I'm reading this book, I still don't know why you don't know it yet but you still don't know why the iron side went so hard to get cedar and winter and all the other ones that they came up with back. you're like you already got the radicians like why do you care that you still have like that you don't have them anymore like that so that's still kind of in the back of your mind Mm -hmm. While there's like a big geno fight and now it's like okay big boss man of this geno ship believes them now we can probably move forward With figuring out what the hell is going on and why the why we thought an ally just like shot down another ship of ours for apparently no reason.
0: Right. Just some inhabitants of a planet that we deserted centuries ago. Yeah. And we find out that the driver, the the people, the people on the iron sides are the people that are evolving from the strivers. They're kind of going through the change, which is the happening. On their side, and you know, they're going to become the half human, half strivers. But I think the presence of the strivers, excuse me, sir, can I help you? (laughs) Your audio's not working again, is it?
3: (laughs) Who's audio? Mark's. (gasps) Mark just jumped in. Babe. (laughs) <laughs> my
0: wife is going to have an entire babe hold on she's going to fucking pass out hold on you might have to go into the iPad again we still can't hear you hey, brother Mark is going to jump away yeah. oh, back
1: there
2: last on, on you he's, he's trying
1: to figure out how to do his audio Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Old
3: technology.
1: My, my, my wife is going to go crazy when she sees him because she's the one that got me into
0: the book series is she <laughs> Really? Well, he looks he's got his oh new my, camera on, oh but the camera last time didn't work. when I well, last interview we did. So if you watch the end of okay. the whole video, we go through like the five minutes of bloopers of Mark trying to get his audio going <laughs> and things like yeah. that, which he couldn't do. He ended up switching to his iPad. Yep. So Carol,
3: oh so I can hear you.
0: You might have to go to the nostril. <laughs> he's going to the nostril, Cam. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So Carol, I'll tell you really quickly my story on how I even started with um with the ZF series and everything. My wife started reading them first, and I, you know, I'm I'm in my own you know nonfiction, love that. And she w- wanted to tell me about the book, but she was like she couldn't tell me anything about it because I didn't have a, a basis of what was going on in the book. And she was like, you can't believe how much he hates cherry flavored pop tarts. And I'm like what kind of zombie book are you listening to? And, and she was Pam. like, oh, yeah. And she and she's like, now there she's like, it's a zombie apocalypse that's happening and the guy has OCD. And I'm like, that gotta suck. And then she says, she's like, oh my gosh, now there's vampires. I said, you can't have Zombies, vampires, and
3: every book
1: Uh, I was like, "You can't have that." I was like, "There's no way." She's like, "Please start reading it so we can actually discuss the book." So Mm -hmm. I started reading it, and I think I kind of like ran into the other series a lot faster than she did. I was like, "I just fell in love with everything that was going on in
3: there." That's awesome.
2: I I started listening. It was 2011 because one of the doctors I worked with he told me because we just started becoming friends, and he's like. Oh, I listen to these. And so I'm like, zombie book. I don't know. And he's like, no, 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 It's not really about the zombies. It's everything else. And he goes, and you'll love the sarcasm because I'm, I'm very sarcastic. Uh And I did. (laughs) my husband's like, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. I'm very, very sarcastic. From Massachusetts.
0: So were you guys able to see him in the corner there that he logged in? Yep. Okay. You were he's able gone. to say, okay, just make, I don't yep. know how this whole thing works. So. Still he gave you to the finger, then
3: popped off. There you go. I can't. It's okay, don't fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> He'll
0: be back. So he's he's probably back. going to get his iPad, um, which is because he bought a web camera um, yeah. to do all his, you know, Mondays with Mark videos, because I made fun of him and said, oh, you got a nostril cam on, because he had the iPad <laughs> kind of resting down. And, like, you can see right up your nose, you know? So, all right. He's back. Let's see if this works.
2: Hey,
0: connecting
4: to audio. No, yes, yes. Hey, yes. hey, <laughs> what'd you do? One, yeah, one of these, days I'll get everything to work.
0: There you go. So, how are you, buddy?
4: Good, good. I got uh, I got slapped around by COVID last week, so that was fun. That. Mm. fun.
0: How you feeling now? Yes. Better.
4: Yeah, just not uh, the energy levels on up to par, but, you know, what are you going to do?
0: I wonder where you might have gotten COVID. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I got it on the... Probably at the I airport. I think they got it on the plane. To be <laughs> on honest. the plane. They
2: don't circulate
0: the air. <laughs> yeah. Now. No, it, it, yeah. it's horrible. So, all right, Mark, you got fans on on here. So you got to say <laughs> like Amber and Amber's wife is ready to have a freak <laughs> out that she's actually meeting you.
3: I'm actually fan currently hi
4: it is a pleasure
3: (laughs) it is really a pleasure (laughs) nice to meet you thank you for the amazing of work that you put out because it gives us something to talk about i didn't
4: well i appreciate the support because otherwise i'm in a cubicle and i don't think anybody wants to sit next to me anymore
3: (laughs) (laughs) i get it i get it (laughs) cubicles are no fun Mm-hmm.
0: No, no fun. I've done my share.
3: <laughs> I put my time in and I'm done and I respectfully decline any further cubicles. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so
1: how are you guys regular- doing? We're doing good.
3: good. How are you? Amazing.
0: Good, thank you. So we are uh so a lot of questions on distance that um I think if anybody can answer them, it's it's probably you for some probably not. You know, do you remember? Go ahead. Do you remember? How long ago was this? Did this series come out? When did you finish it? You got. Oh. What's uh, the copyright date on it? Let me see. It's got to be what five years now. Um, doesn't say on Audible here. Oh, title details. Here we go. Let's see what they say. You, you want me to grab a book? Yeah, 2009 says Related State was 2019.
2: Oh, that's not that long ago. So it's still Yeah, fresh
4: I think you- I wrote the first one. The first one was wrote back in, like, 2014 or something, though, so there was a big gap between one and two. Mm-hmm. And then I did three real quick, kind of. And you
2: had to redo one or something
4: like that. Yeah, I, um, I offed a character that I... God... Yeah, uh, I'd probably shot Tallow. Is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Tallow. <laughs> he yeah, got rid like of him, I—I so don't know. Maybe I should have left him dead. Maybe <laughs> I should have left the the name. I don't know. You know, he adds always second
0: guessing himself. He definitely adds the comic relief to the story. Where it's if you look at your typical uh, dystopian, you know, stories, <laughs> the women are the are, are the the, the, the women of the story, the, oh please save us. And the men are always the big, strong men, Game of Thrones type of thing, where this one, it's totally reversed, that Winter and Cedar are the the, the stronger characters. And Tallow's kind of the comic relief in the background going, wait, I can do this. Hey, let me try this. Oh, I'm not supposed to eat this entire protein bar? I got a tummy ache. You know, and he's got to go lay down in the fetal position.
4: So... Oh uh, that's something I've always kind of tried to do is is not the norm like you know I, I guess I was channeling my 16-year-old uh, female self or something but it it's, it you know most books uh, of stories are are male led and male driven or you know even my zombie series I and mean, most zombie series have like some jacked up guy on roids driving around in his F850 with machine guns mounted on the sides and Oh dirty I, I, I'm always trying to not do what you expect, I guess.
0: That's good. Well, you definitely didn't in this story because we were actually just discussing it, that trying to figure out the lineage of Winter and Cedar and how they are descendants of Mike and Tracy and Beth, and we're assuming Uh Paul? Was that ever come into your mind, or was Mm -hmm. it just, I'm just going to say that what this is, and here it is. Figure it out for yourselves.
4: Uh I know at the time I was trying to do that big giant reveal like I made i i can't even tell you how many hours I spent making sure that it worked, you know like how is this possible and at least in my head, it worked fine, so I'm hoping it came through um yeah, definitely elements of Mike and Beth and then their partners, you know the whole lineage Tracy so I can't remember if Paul factored in there or not. Well, we were eh, definitely
2: I, saying, no way <laughs> did Mike sleep with Beth.
1: I refuse to believe that in every way, shape, or form. I refuse to believe that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I can't,
4: oh God, I'd, I'd have to revisit. I mean, I haven't looked at that oh, in yeah. ages, but there was so, it wasn't so much Mike slept with Beth. But somewhere down the line, down the line
2: yeah.
4: there was a cross-pollination. descendants
2: and Paul and Beth's descendants.
4: Then. Yeah, yeah, Mike, Mike, no, Mike and Beth was a hard no.
3: That did
0: okay, not God. happen. Okay, good. People are happy about that.
3: <laughs> yes, as <am> I.
0: <laughs> So let me ask you: When you after you finished the first story, you had no intention of writing a second one? It was a kind of like a, a devil's desk type of thing where you, you thought it was going to be one and done. And then, Oh, I'm going to start writing. How did the, the second story come about when you, when you. Actually,
4: it, it, my head, I was always um, a trilogy. The the problem was uh, I never really mapped it out. And that's why there was such a delay between one and two. And then kind of looking back, I was like, Oh, f- now I need tallow, you know. <laughs> so, so how do I pull this off? And do I want to go with the same narrator? You know, and that's why I switched back to Sean. Um, I mean, it wasn't that the, I can't remember her name, but she did a lot of huge books. But uh, Julie, Julie something. Know, I switched. Yeah, I mean, she. I think she did the Hunger Games. And that was kind of the reason why I uh, had her do uh, that first book. But then it was like, you know, Sean's done every book except that one. Do I switch it up now? You know? So that was kind of the why I went there. Just consistency, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. I ever
3: answer the question?
4: I, I don't know. Did I? I don't know. I'm like a politician, man. I'll dance all around it for you.
3: <laughs> so
1: you May always answer a question. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, great. Is there a parallel with the Distance series with the Lycan series as well? Because in the second book, I noticed that the Brutons um, had told Distance, may the golden arch protect you or something along those lines. And that was literally the only thing they said about it. But in the Lycan series, the uh, wild people that worship the golden arches, I'm wondering if there's like a parallel between those two.
4: Um. I know you folks give me a lot more credit than it's probably due, you know, thinking I have all these uh, yarn lines going from world to world and, and how everything juxtaposition. Uh, I, I throw in some Easter eggs just because I think it's fun. Um, and then with the multiverse, that gives me a lot of latitude to kind of do that. But to for me to ever say they were lateral worlds no i'd probably oh. say no okay if you want them to be <laughs> <laughs> it made it more fun for me hey then then by all means i'll, I'll never say no because who knows maybe I'll <laughs> some point bring it all full circle
3: the other i don't know that... Remember Does the whole thing come out in
0: in the new like and follow book okay oh what's that? The, uh, the, 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 the Brutons and all that, just off offer her mm-hmm. question. Uh, you, you just answered. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. The,
4: uh, boy, you know, now I'm like, God, I, it sucks doing eating edibles sometimes. Um, the I'm already, geez, I'm already almost a year out from having finished that Lichen book. Uh, I'm, I'm, all I can tell you is I'm I'm really happy with the way it came out. Uh, sometimes that's not always the case, so I hope that translates when you guys finally get to see it. But there's definitely a, a lot of surprises in there and a lot of um, folks that haven't been around in our back kind of thing. So Love that. without giving away,
0: without giving spoilers away, it's definitely yeah, something kinda. we're gonna have to. Go back and, and read the series again, definitely, because a lot happened in that series as well.
4: Yeah, and uh, that was a fun series to write for sure. I, and that was another series I kind of thought I had all, all wrapped up, you know. I mean, there was kind of a hard stop in that series, you know, but uh, definitely was. I, I found an opening, so I took it.
3: <laughs>
4: yes. <laughs> but but I did have a line in there that there were adventures of the kids, uh, you know, and that was their mm-hmm. story to tell. So that's what's pretty much going on here.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, love that. So the question I have is w- we, with you going back and kind of saying, oh, you know, I didn't think I was going to write another Lycan. You didn't think you were going to write another, you know, ZF-17. You finished it with 16. Gee, I, want,
4: I, I wonder where this question's going.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's not what you're thinking. Um, where you ended the Distance series, and it was we're gonna leave you know Cedar and Tallow in winter here on the pages and let them go. Is there room? Is there, have you ever had a thought in your head like I could continue the Distance series? You know they go back to Earth, they break down the pickets, they they kill the rest of the Strivers. Anything like that ever pop in your head or? And what um, about well, Indian Hill Eight?
4: <laughs>
0: there we go. I don't know, Harry.
4: It's more likely I would write an IH eight than I would a distance four. How's that? Okay, makes sense.
0: So when can we inspect it? No, <laughs> ah, I think it comes out next month. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're working on you? Did, did I read correctly that you're working on a new Devil's Desk? I am. I um i i found
4: an opening there too i was kind of, that was kind of one where I, I i'm glad i didn't do too hard of a stop uh i found a gap that i could exploit and uh i just kind of wanted i had a lot of fun in that world and i figured i would um go give it a go and plus i get to play with trip so you know that's always fun nice gotta right? love that
0: we're yeah. we're very happy about that
4: so <laughs> yeah yeah that was a that was a hard one, you know, when, uh, when, ah oh, God, you know, I don't, you never know like what I'm going to say. That's going to mess somebody up. So yeah. Yeah. Trips in uh devil, devil's desk too. I uh, will go with that. Well, he what was in devil's
0: desk one. Was. Yes. Yeah. He didn't, he doesn't die at the end. I'm trying to think of the, <laughs> in the book trip doesn't die. Trip and, and Stephanie, they, they ended up breaking out and, you know, going to the, the ski mobile place or whatever. So.
2: He'll never yeah. die and just pops parallel universes.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Are there multiple trips? Uh <laughs> or is it just the same trip might- that ties in all be- the different
4: universes? Yeah, he might be the only one that's just the one, but then you know that creates a problem because of something that happened somewhere else without me saying anything, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, you know yes. what I mean, right?
3: <laughs> okay. He can just be an enigma. He can just be an enigma
1: that can travel parallel universes with ease and a blunt.
4: Yes, yes, At, as we all should be able to. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and, par- and apparently, an instant million-dollar idea. How the fuck is he a millionaire in every single dimension, and he does nothing? <laughs> <laughs> I love that for him.
4: <laughs> and a hot wife, like <laughs> seriously. I don't. I don't- I mean, I think that's a secret we all wish we could uh we could pull off, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Seriously. I got the hot wife part down packed, but I just need the, the million dollar uh idea. To
4: <laughs> <laughs> to <run laughs>
1: How do we battle. take it with <laughs> us?
0: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no. Was distance always um a a, a distant story of Indian Hill or did that come about afterward? Uh that was
4: afterwards. Yeah. at, at no when I first thought of the idea no i had no ties to indian hill
1: i could see that at all
0: because in the and then um yeah go ahead did it happen while you were writing because in book one they talk about brody says you know i trained at indian hill and then when cedar and winter they escape when they're at the uh, in the cave they find paul's underground bunker in colorado because they're going through it saying, you know, who's who's Jensen? Paul P. Jensen or whatever. You're like, oh, this takes place in Colorado. This is where Paul's original army base was before he went to Indian Hill, before it got bombed by the Progerians. So you kind of, at the end of it, you make the the connection that the two are related, but it never went as far as like in the second and third book like it did.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, so it was,
0: it, it was <laughs> kind of, I, I kind of... You know, by throwing that
4: Easter egg in, I kind of got something in the back of my head going, and then it was like, "Oh, you know it was it was never anything I didn't have it planned out beforehand. To put it that way, I just it just uh let the characters kind of dictate where that went or the storyline, I guess
0: mhm, so while you're writing, are you thinking of it are you just I know you write a certain amount of words a day." In those words that you're writing, do you have an idea of what you're already going to write about? Or are you just writing and saying, let's throw some shit against the walls and see what sticks? Uh, it can be both. Uh, I I like to have
4: a real good idea of what I'm going to write that day. Uh, it makes life a lot easier other time. Cause if not, I will find everything under the sun to do that day, you know, to, what was stalling so i like if if i have a good idea of what i'm gonna write i i can bounce it out pretty quick so i i'd rather i'd rather write for two hours than eight you know kind of thing Mm -hmm. and out out of that eight writing you know seven seven is like duh i'm gonna play spades again on my freaking computer you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) was there anything sorry go ahead carol
2: do you hear like dialogue between the characters and that's where you know like is it in your head first and then you put it down
4: okay. yeah i i you know sometimes it's like just shot the fuck up you know I'll, I'll be trying to sleep and bt and micah going at it and it's like oh my <laughs> god come on man it's like three in the morning
0: can i can i can a brother get some sleep or something you know <laughs>
4: wake your up voice?
2: mark write this down
0: <laughs> do the voices in your head talking sean's voice
4: no, surprisingly not. They um I guess they they talk in the the vo- the way that I see them, you know? Or I hear really?
3: them. Like, mm-hmm. Was um
1: random question. Was BT based off of somebody you actually know?
4: God I wish. Uh I love that. Really? Um No, yeah. Uh no, he is just I mean I guess if if I had a picture in my head, you know, we could go with MCD, you know. uh, uh, But no, not based off anybody in in my life anyway.
1: I'm I'm not going to lie. As a person of color, the way that um, BT talks and stuff, I seriously thought you had a best friend, BT, that just talks to you like BT talks to Mike. Like, seriously, I thought that.
4: (laughs) I grew up in downtown Boston. A lot of great friends of all colors, so you know I, i'm sure i picked up some of it
0: you definitely did
3: you definitely did
0: <laughs> was there a friend in your life based on d <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> like was not there anybody
0: i'm not like a, yeah an alien friend like you know you and elliot and hanging out with et but <laughs> was there somebody in your life that was kind of in that that realm because they say people write on what they know obviously what you're writing is is total works of fiction but you know Tracy's kind of based on the real Tracy and you know the kids are kind of based on the real kids was there where there was no i mean do you have a trip in your life or are you kind of tripped too uh, i'm sure i've got some trip
4: elements um i have had a very colorful youth so trip is probably an amalgamation of a lot of people i have hung out with and done things with so you know, in the pure essence of trip, no, um, D is definitely a, a figment of my imagination, and I—that's another character I love. So, no, definitely a figment, though. I—I I can't. I, I mean, maybe subconsciously somewhere, D's based off somebody, but nothing I could put a finger on. No.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that answers that question now, doesn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? Love
0: that. <laughs> When you were writing the distance series, did you have a an ending already in mind, or did that does that come out during the writing, like during the process? You be like, okay, here's I have a beginning and I have an end. How do I get them between points A and point Z?
3: I think his camera froze. uh, Frozen.
0: Am I frozen? You were for a second. You're back now. You look deep in thought. Uh, okay. So it was it was a good freeze frame. You look like you were thinking.
2: <laughs> thought you stumped him.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do,
4: and I can't answer a question. I'll just be like that. <laughs> no, I, I I did not have an ending in mind, and that was why there was a delay um from book one to two to three. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know, I don't know, you know, I, I get a lot of flack too for the way uh book three ended and you know probably rightfully so because I didn't have I don't know I didn't nail that one I guess maybe that's why I never end series because I gotta make sure I can freaking stick the landing you know
2: I like the ending I thought the ending was fine I just I just finished it at like four forty five PM today (laughs) 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 um it because I didn't I had my audible credit Friday and I'm like okay I'll join I'm gonna get my credit and I'll finish (laughs) so but anyway, I like the ending. I I, I don't think I would have done it differently.
1: I oh, I you. personally I personally prefer endings that give you a little bit of curiosity, and you can just kind of go off their life. Like you set them up for success. It's like sending your kids off to college. Like you okay. set them up for success to like finish out their lives. So it's not like there was any major um, cliffhangers that weren't answered. You know. Okay.
2: Okay.
3: Thank and you. I appreciate
2: an it. option, option to uh, write another book. You always gotta leave some open door, some gap.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, I've,
4: I've I've you know, I was just uh Tracy and I were looking at it, um, trying to figure out I've I've actually got um six or seven open projects at the moment right now. So if distance four is gonna happen, it's gonna be it would be down the road for sure.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. I just I give me another excuse to reread either. it.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> you can come in and say hi. Hi, Mary. Hey. hey, how you Mary.
0: doing, Nice Drawing to see nails. you. She just got her nails done. I did Love too. That. They look great. <laughs> Thank you.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, because I can't stay on here too long. I got to make some OnlyFans content.
0: Yeah, that's we We got to talk about that in the next interview, buddy. Uh, <laughs> where has the uh, the YouTube page kind of as has, <sighs> hasn't really been been keeping up to date with that?
4: I know, man, it's, there's just, it's, it's me, you know, it's me and Tracy and, and that's it. And mm-hmm. there's just always so much to do, you know, but I mean, I guess that look at me making excuses. Um, I was like, cause it takes so much to put five minutes of reading up, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I, I've got no friggin' good reason. I, I could give you a few excuses. I mean, I, I was sick. I, I went to Colorado. Uh,
0: my dog wanted to play. There you go. I don't know. My dog ate my camera. I don't three, know. Dog ate the audio on your camera. It's a three good one Yeah, obviously. Stupid <laughs> ass <thing. laughs> So well, we will let you go. Anybody have any final questions or uh or, or thoughts for the man here who who is was kind enough to jump in and, and discuss the distance series? I'd just like to say I love this story. Um, I didn't think I was gonna like it. And somebody actually commented in the comments the other day when I said about it. Remember that I asked you if this was a kissing book. Uh, is it a chick book? Like what's going on? Like who, Tallow and Winter, and you know, they got the, the the dystopia, and it's it's just it was a female-led book, and that was something different for me. Um, but as it got going, I went, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like with Indian Hill, where people didn't really like Indian Hill because it was slow at the beginning, but once it got going, you got to build those characters. You got to build the relationship. You got to build the story. And I like this story where it went. And I mean, I do hope you continue it, but I don't hope you continue with it that, that because I liked how you ended it. Um, I thought it was a good ending. I thought it was a solid ending. They don't have to go back to earth. We don't have to know what happens with the strivers or any of that. We can let our imaginations run wild with it. And I just, I like these characters and I like winter and I like, cedar and i like tallow and, and everybody else and i i hope they show up when you do your whole marvel universe uh connection type of tale in the future but uh, thank you for writing this series because it was something different than zombies but it kind of brought it full circle because i liked the indian hill series so much when i found out that it was tied the indian hill i went oh this is the sequel that we wanted or that i wanted that i didn't know that i wanted but i got So uh-huh. thank you.
4: Do you want a Do you want a little distance tidbit? Sure, yeah, always. Cedar was not in the original draft. What? Uh, no, I had to go back and write her in. I, I, um, it was like right at the end. I, I, I was, and I was like, huh, I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. I, and then cedar came to mind. It's like I must have cedar. So I yeah. spent a lot, lot. Of, rewriting hours uh getting her in that story in as uh, i'm not finding the right word but as as well as i could put her in there you know without making it look like i just shoved a character in there in the last minute
3: cedar. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. that's oh, again. a total rewrite
4: yeah
2: cedar was my favorite character cedar I, you know and i torture my poor husband he's gonna get so confused because i make him listen while we're in the car together and he hasn't listened to one or two, but he's got to listen to three. Cause I'm like, I got a time frame, got to finish this. And so when Cedar lost Sarah, I'm looking over in the car co- and he's, he's crying. Like he hasn't even learned. <laughs> <laughs> he's, already, he's crying. I'm like, dude, what am I, I can't believe, you know, and she, just, it was just so sad. And I thought, is she going to come back to that same personality that she had before? And she did. And thank God she did. And of course, he wasn't listening when I heard that part. So then I, I filled him and I said, Cedar's back. It's okay. She took three and a half years, but she's all right. She's back. And, you know, it's just, that's how into these books we get.
4: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Thank you. I mean, I, I'm doing something right. You know, if I can evoke those kinds of emotions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you absolutely are because I tell you what when I heard Tripp's name in the epilogue in the first book I was like oh my god I was like, "I him so much and of course he gets his foot to shake like I absolutely loved it and um, I gotta say for like the entire series like it, it was just I I think for me, the reason I even started reading it was because I needed another something Mm -hmm. to read Mm because I drive trucks too. So I needed something while I was at work to read. And I was like, oh, I never read this series yet. And I started listening to it and I was like hmm, who are these random people fighting and they don't know why? Okay, interesting. And the, I feel like you built up that curiosity aspect and like just satisfied like need after need after need, but still giving more curiosity and curiosity throughout the book. And I'm just, and I just like got so addicted to it. Like I had to get my wife to read it because I'm like, it connects to Indian Hill in this way. Since the Strivers are back, Rhodesians are back. Like i was like, you have to read it like this. She's like, okay, I'll read this to her. Mm-hmm. She absolutely loved it as well. So I absolutely adored it.
4: God, I, I love when uh folks uh couples enjoy my books together it makes me feel like i'm doing something right you, know?
1: you are definitely
2: doing something right for sure
0: it's a good yeah, marriage, I gotta, marriage, I gotta, marriage I gotta, counseling
1: yeah i gotta tell you from like um I was telling Carol earlier because she doesn't know yet. But the reason I even started reading your books was because um, my wife started reading them first, and she wanted to tell me about the books. And I was like, I really, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about right now. I was reading something else. I forget what I was listening to. And then she was like, You won't believe how many times he puts cherry pop tarts in this book. I'm like, Isn't the book about zombies? Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? And she's like, And that matters, vampires. I was like, You can't put zombies and vampires and an obsession with pop in one book i was like how did like, i gotta start it and then it was like me and her we, we and actually got to the point where like since our audible accounts are linked we had to make sure one of us wasn't reading the same book because we would get pissed if one of us jumped <laughs> at, <or laughs>
3: at so.
0: like watching a tv well, I, series together yeah <laughs> I, I can
4: only hope you guys aren't listening to the tim series together
1: it, it, I have not dived into that no. one yet. I'm sorry. Don't. No. I, you,
4: you don't have to. There won't be a quiz on that one. Perfect. I'm, not, I'm here for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like the Tim series. But, so. but, um, Mark, we know you got to go. Uh, thank you for jumping on. Really appreciate but it. Thanks for having me, man. It was great seeing you all. Good to see it's you too. And um love ZF20. Ooh. Thanks, brother. I appreciate Absolutely. it. No, so, and like I said, it's, it was kind of like you know it was under siege with zombies, and I love that story, and I love that you know I love Under Siege the movie because it's you know based on a boat you know they they called it Die Hard on a boat, so this was Die Hard on a boat with zombies. With zombies, yeah, you, you can't yeah. go wrong. And I, I,
3: and I just got to
1: say, and I, and I just got to say really quick, a zombie shark, really, a zombie melder shark, really, like
3: that.
4: I, that's I know well i honestly I, I try to uh create things that scare the crap out of me i figure if it scares the crap out of me there's a good chance that'll translate over when i write it and when you folks read it you know so that's that's kind of what i'm shooting for you hit so, the nail like, on the head with that mm-hmm. yeah sharks terrify me <laughs> so i figured zombie sharks gonna do double bully exactly
0: so all right, well, everybody, we are going to end it there. Thank you very much for, uh, for being a part of this. Mark, thank you very much for jumping on. glad to see that you are feeling better and that COVID did not kick your butt too much. Still a little lethargic, yeah. but, you know, that could just be the, the humidity up there in Maine. That's oh, it's week. gross. It so. is. So- you it's disgusting. You didn't get flooded at all, did you, in your area? No, we're,
4: we're kind of on a hill, so we're fine, but the muggy is just just
0: bleh. Yeah, it's blue I was up that way today. So, hi Chloe.
4: That was Holly.
0: Oh, that's Holly. Hi Holly. Chunk light. We get chunk
4: mad. light. Chunk.
0: <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Thank you all very much. You all have a good night.
3: You too. Bye, Amber, <laughs> Bye, Joe. Bye, brother.
0: You have been listening to the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. Copyright 2023 by Chestnut Hill Studios. No part of this show can be rebroadcasted, replayed, remixed, remastered, or rewind without express written consent from Chestnut Hill Studios and is subject to FCC violations and being called a big fat stupid doo doo head. Our theme song, Zombie vs. Aliens, was written brilliantly by Burnt Ends. The show was hosted by Jeff Roids with technical advisor Mary Napoli. If you like the show, please. Please give us a five-star rating and review and keep up to date on all the news and updates on our official Facebook page, Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. And if you have not done so already, please download or buy the collective works of Mr. Mark Tufo.